Welcome back to Risk Check Podcast. This is episode 17. Woo! We got a special guest on the couch with us today. Uh, a good friend and supporter of us from the very start, Mr. Ricardo Syme. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Simei. Uh, Simei. Thank you for correcting me. Um, contributing writer for Time and Tide and Watch Collector. Um, so this should be a good one, but first, wrist check. Ben, you want to kick us off? Tried and true Omega. <laughs> I don't know why. For the last two weeks, it's been the only thing I've been grabbing when I leave the house. That's what's up. So I'm leaving it on. I'm just no reason to take it off. off sir. Exactly. I'll probably get a new strap in the next couple of weeks. Or so. That one looks like it's coming in well, though. Yeah, I'm getting tired of it already, though. Really? That's my problem. It looks good. I kind of want to go purple. Or like I respect a really, that. really dark, like Heineken bottle green. Did you, uh, weren't you getting like a, a John Rousseau? Yeah, I'm still waiting on it. Though. Okay. What color is that one? Orange. Respect. Like that looks crazy, that's just in time for the summer, orange. man. I know, that's what I'm okay. doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I'm wearing another tried and true. I'm wearing my BB58 bronze. Love this piece. I think I shared the story on the pod about how I got that when we had Nick on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had drinks with Nick the other night, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, this thing, I mean, it, it gets a couple of spins each week and I still haven't cleaned it. It's still, the patina is just getting darker. It's nice. And I enjoy it a lot. What do you, what do you got for us today, sir? Oh, new edition. <laughs> uh, new edition, still feeling myself, not repeating the watch. <laughs> so this is the thing. I don't know if you caught this a couple of yep. episodes. Okay. Yeah. But, so this man. Yep. But he did in fact repeat a watch though. When? You repeated the watch. No, I didn't repeat yeah, a watch. Did. Uh-huh. You did. Technically, I, you did. I only <laughs> shared it on Instagram, but we didn't share it on the show. He didn't repeat a watch mm-hmm. on the show. Not on yes. tape. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a new addition and, um, and actually one of my new faves. Uh, ben actually uh, suggested this one to me. So I wanted a 70s Grand Seiko originally with a Kenji date wheel. Um, I was like, man, I want to pay like this price. I want to find like this, this, and that, whatever. And like, bam, Ben finds it. Of course he does. That's what he does. <laughs> That's what he does. Um, he goes and he sends it to me. I'm like, boom, it's brought. He goes, oh man, you're impulsive. And I was like, come on now. <laughs> I like how he just kind of throws the small little insults in there. Real quick. <laughs> just <to> hold that. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be me if I didn't do it. Was, he's like, oh, he's impulsive. <laughs> But this is this is a '70s piece. Um, I love it. It stays true to like the Grand Seiko design, um, just with the case size. The Zeratsu polishing is still there. It has that beautiful mirror finish. Um, it's a high beat movement. The only uh, disappointment I did have is that it is only for the U.S. market, so it doesn't have a second language on the date wheel. That mm. makes it a little more special, though. You got a uh, Grand Seiko made for the U.S. in the 70s. It's not a thing. That is pretty true. It's pretty tight, so man. You uh, actually got more than what you asked for. It's a good way to look See? at it. There we go. <laughs> Listen, the, 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 rainbow. the, the rainbows have to come from like the fingertips. We have to, we have to edit that. <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, what do you got for us, sir? Um, got another bay. There we um, go. Um, this is my black bay steel. First, really... 
I don't know if expensive is the word, but first I had to think about it like at least two, three weeks before I put down that amount of money. Watch. Um, This thing has been with me through everything. Uh, Birth of my son, my wedding, like this thing has seen it all. That's awesome. Um, Actually got it serviced through a wonderful watch shop in uh, down here. And yeah, this is Bay. This is Bay. Bay. (laughs) Bay the Bay. Bay Bay. There you go. Bay Bay Bay. A Bay Bay. How long did it take it to get serviced? Um, So, you see, now I got to give you the full story. Please. So, I was home and I was washing the dishes. I'd love to say I was out mountain climbing, fell off my wrist, and all this great stuff happened. But no, I was washing the dishes and I took it off simply because I knew that I was going to be banging it around. Uh, I had a lot of stuff to wash. And as I took it off, it slipped out of my hands and fell. And, mm. and like, as I'm slowly going to the floor, to pick everything's it up, in I'm slow like, motion. I'm like, please, please <laughs> don't be messed up. Even though I know I'm still going to have to bring it in just for someone to check it out. Yeah. Please don't be messed up. It's like a bro dinky uh, meme. <laughs> I pick it up. I turn it around. And the second hand is just spinning in the watch. Oof. And I just said, okay, I got to get to see it in service. But that was a whole other thing, too, because I had to tell them, don't replace this. Don't replace this. Right. This means something to me. The dent on the bezel, I want to see it again. But, uh, yeah, that was that's that's how the... And how long did it, did it take them to service that? Uh, pretty quick, actually. Yeah. Maybe three, four weeks. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty fast. That's really good. Because I think they have a... They have a place down here, so I don't know if it had to go all the way back to Switzerland. Mm. Um, but it was pretty quick. Like I was, I was surprised. I was crying when I had to send. This it is out. like an official like tutor, like yeah. service and spot. Yeah. Tight. Yeah, that's awesome. Three had weeks. amazing service too. That's like, great. But uh, just a great spot, and yeah, man, this thing has seen it all. Respect. That's incredible. Um, moving along, just take an opportunity to get to know you. Where are you from? Uh, from in terms of where's the family from or from in terms of... You can give us both. Why not? Uh, um, I'm a Brooklyn boy. Respect. Um, So, you know, that's my borough. Uh, Family's from Haiti. Okay. Uh, Mom came in, I'd say, late 70s. Mm. Had me. I'm the only one in the family born here. Okay. Uh, So that's kind of the background of where I'm from. Yeah. Respect. So you being Haitian, you can kind of give us a little bit of uh, some French here. Oh, 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 I was like the French aficionado, but like now we have somebody he, that really is, speaks he French. He is here. our resident French expert. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say I, I'm, I'm not going to be of any help. <laughs> uh, my French is... Eh, he good. really just only wants you to say, that's what he wants. Uh, uh, Woo! Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's yeah. I'm more Haitian yeah. for y'all. And when it comes to the French, I completely understand it when someone's talking to me, but if they ask me to talk it back, that's not happening. Yeah, that's, that's I hear that. Difficult. It's good to be in company of a fellow New Yorker. So Yes. Definitely happy about that. You're on number, Perry. You got three Brooklyn boys here with you. Word. I think, well, more in the room, actually, that you can't see on camera. I'll hold it down for the Bronx, though. It's all good. Um, how did you? How did your love affair with watches start? So 
my love affair started kind of as started with a memory. Okay. So for me, I remember the first real important watch I ever got, which was I graduated junior high mm-hmm. and my mom working hard, you know, nights, grandma's kind of taking care of us. She ended up going to Macy's and she picked me up this fossil diver. Okay. It was blue with black. And that's as much as I remember about the watch because <laughs> I banged the heck out of it. And ask me where it is today. Couldn't I have no clue. Couldn't tell. But I just remember that watch so much. And I remember the feeling I got from that watch because it wasn't just a watch. It was the person who gave it to me. It meant mm. so much to me. And I'd say about six or seven years ago, this is after I met my wife and I I kind of know, hey, you know, this is now the path that I'm going down. If I'm lucky enough, if I'm blessed, I'll have a child. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about what is it I want to leave my child? Like, mm-hmm. what is that that thing that when they look at, they'll be like, that's dad's. Yeah. Um, and I went back to the feeling I got when my mom gave me the fossil and I was just like, there watch. it is. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's. That just started the whole craziness. Yeah, you guys know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately slash yeah. fortunately, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I take it, this is the oldest piece in your collection that you have mm-hmm. with you today. Mm-hmm. Um, where'd you go from there? You brought some watches in for us to take a look at, too, from your personal collection. Um, what was the next move after the Black Bay? So the Bay is the oldest piece that I have now in terms of that's still in the collection Mm -hmm. but when i got back into when that not when i so much got back into when i started to say okay this is what i'm going to do oh man like i went through 50 60 watches sound like this guy (laughs) (laughs) a lot of 3 a.m purchases oh man (laughs) you name it like if it was something that caught my attention like a hamilton i'd be like yeah i like that okay i'm gonna get that and then I would go on trips and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to pick up a swatch. Yeah. And then I blink and I have like 15 watches in front of me. <laughs> and then now you start to get into, okay, oh, watch you see. Oh, you could sell stuff here. In, out, in, out, in, out. And yeah. then everything kind of slowed down at a certain point where I was just like, okay, you've experienced about 60 watches. Let's stop and ask ourselves. What is it that you like? I, yeah, I was waiting for you to hit that point because mm-hmm. that's like when everything starts to click. click. Yeah. So that moment comes and I'm just like, okay, I don't mind smaller sizes. So I could do 38s, 39s. Um, my top limit is probably like 43. I don't like how 44 wears. Mm-hmm. And like really detailed. How long was that stuff. process for you to discover that? Oh, man. It had to be at least two or three years. Okay. Two or three years. Because you have so much noise coming out to you. People are telling you how they collect. Yep. And you take little tidbits and little parts of it and kind of incorporate into what you do. But you never fully take everything they do because Mm -hmm. you're still trying to find your own unique identity. So, you know, two to three years, minute things, you know, the dial, the size, the thickness, um, even like the lug width. Yeah, yeah. To kind of think about what looks nice on my wrist to the point where, especially in today's atmosphere, where it's very difficult to really see a lot of watches in person. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to look at a page and look at some of the specs and be like, 
kind of put it together in your head. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. You, yeah. Like, how does that wear? Would I even like it? I like the aesthetic, but you know, it's not going to wear well. Next. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of just go through that process. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then from that point forward, things slowed down to where instead of maybe getting two or three watches a month, I was now getting maybe one to two watches, maybe every four months. Okay. Because you also start to get very picky. Yes. About <laughs> what you want. And mm-hmm. not everything you like. And I, I <laughs> funny story. So I had a sit down with my wife at one point in time. And I was just like, hon, I love you. But if you're ever going to get me a watch as a gift, I really need you to consult with me first. <laughs> the only other married man in the room, I totally understand. So it, it's, it's weird because on one hand, you're like, I don't want to not appreciate her getting me something, regardless of what she gave. She mm-hmm. would get me. I would love it. But knowing how crazy I am about watches, it would best be if I, I told her, like I would drop hints, like, you know how, how ladies would do. They drop hints. Oh, yeah. like, like, oh, man, dang. Send a link. Yeah, send a link. That tutor looks nice, don't it, honey? Yeah. yeah. Check the catalog. It was, and I would just do that. And my family members, they started to to understand that. So now I get like different things as gifts instead of watches because mm. they know how crazy I am. Sure. About <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. It's a serious thing. Not I mean, because serious. when you get when you get to that point where you like you know what your aesthetic is, you know what you feel comfortable wearing, um, you're very nitty gritty about the details. And all those little things matter. And to someone who maybe isn't as passionate about collecting, maybe they appreciate it, but they they haven't figured it out for themselves, let alone do they understand, you know, or can really contextualize what it is that you actually like. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And uh, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's always a tough conversation to have, but I, I feel like, like you, like you said, you understand. Yeah. It's one that you kind of have to have. It's like, perfect. Like I wouldn't just step out and buy my wife a wedding ring without asking her or knowing anything about what she wanted in that. Oh, in that exactly. Ring. Yes. So same thing with a watch. Like for me, I like I would ask her, don't just you know go out. Like, mm-hmm. There's certain things that I really like and certain things I don't. Yeah. So now I have a question. So, um, in the beginning of your like watch collecting journey, you were more into like volume. And now kind of like, it seems like you're now very meticulous and into like quality. Are there still some pieces in like that 50, like 50 piece lineup that you just like, man, I love this so much. Like I can't part from it. Like it was it, was it kind of hard to like downsize and kind of go that, to go that route? It, it wasn't. Cause I'll tell you exactly what happened. Um, I had about 10 watches. And uh, I saw the first few um, news outlets talking about the Black Bay Steel. Mm. And in my mind, like that, I'm selling everything and I'm getting that watch. (laughs) (laughs) And and when when your mind tells you that, that's like the instant way of you knowing that's the watch for you. Because you're willing to just cut the cord on these watches and be like, that's the watch I want. And I sold like... Pretty much everything. I like scrummage a few hundred here, you know, haggled with some people over here to make the like the few thousand. Then I, ah oh, man, the <laughs> yeah, things yeah. I did to get that happen. watch. Oh, I, the detective work that I did to get this watch. So on Watch You Seek, 
No, on eBay, I found the watch. Someone was selling it. Mm. And you guys know eBay got fees. Sure. Guys, don't. Uh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, eBay has fees. So it, it really ties into the cost of the watch. Oh, yeah. So I did some detective work. I saw the username of the individual on eBay. And I'm just like, if he's selling this, if he bought this watch, this man got to be on Watch You Seek. Okay, let's check Watch You Seek. Search Watch You Seek, found him. I said, handled a quick side deal. I'm like, is there a way that I could get the watch through here? This is what I'll pay. He's like, okay, cool. Wow. I got you. And because for him, he doesn't have to worry about the fees. For me, I don't have to worry about the fees. And you sell it directly to someone in the watch fam. Mm -hmm. And it worked out perfectly. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of a little bit more on the story on sure. this watch. Yeah. That's an interesting point too, because when you do start, when you use a lot of those platforms, what you do realize is that the, a lot of these guys are everywhere. Mm -hmm. They're on every single platform. Mm -hmm. They'll be on Corner 24, they'll be on eBay, they'll be on Watch You Seek, they'll kind of all over the place. So if you do the detective work, you can kind of like skim through and like get little things happening. Um, so going back to what we have in front of us, um, not that it directly falls after this, but what's the next piece here um, in terms of your acquisition? Okay, so we have, first is, oh man, this this is such a, an important watch for me. You've been hooked on that lately. This one is, so this this is, I think we covered this on our first episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah we did the very first episode. We were really excited about this piece. This, this watch, oh man. Um, it gets a lot of love on your Instagram. Dude, it does. dude, <laughs> you're telling me. It, it's both for good and bad reasons. Because um, you guys know where people immediately go with this watch. Sure, of course. Um, but it has to be the GS, the recent steel bezel GMT. Mm -hmm. um, I had always wanted a Grand Seiko, mm -hmm. always. But like I tell anybody who would come to me for advice for a watch, I always say, buy the watch. Don't don't necessarily just be trying to buy into the brand. Yeah. So just because you want a Grand Seiko doesn't mean the first one you see, you grab. Same way, you know, just because you want a Rolex doesn't mean the first thing you just grab is... You know, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I knew I always wanted this, and I just told myself, this is what I want. I really want a GMT from them. I want a, uh, just a mechanical GMT. Mm. I want the steel bezel, um, and I just want... There's just something about a GS. It pops differently. Yeah. Then, then, like, I'll be honest. This was in competition with, I can't even say competition because before this got released, my mind was set on putting money together and getting an Explorer to. Sure. And I, that's the watch I wanted. I was just like, this is great. I put the money aside. This is it. And then they released this. And same way with the Tudor. It just clicked. Yeah. Like, it was just like, that's the watch. Like it, the green dial, which goes from like a light green to like a dark forest green. It's I mean, really nice. It it pops. It, it really does. Where the Explorer Two can be very sporty mm -hmm. and and almost I don't industrial isn't the word I'm looking for, but robust. You, robust. Yeah. Sure. Where it could be very robust. I feel like with the GS, I could literally wear that in any situation. So it's, it's interesting you say that because I was just, as you're describing 
the Explorer too. That's kind of the difference. Like, and we talked about it a little bit with Kelly. I think the Explorer two kind of channels like for me ultimate tool watch. Yeah. Right, something that you can like beat up, ding up, scratch up. But like, there's something that makes you kind of want to be rough with it. Mm-hmm. This has a little bit of that too, but there's also a level of sophistication that this piece has that the Explorer 2 does not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this looks prettier than the Explorer 2. Yeah. It does. So this, I would put it right between the Explorer 2 and like a GMT Master, mm-hmm. where the GMT Master is very bling, yeah. very, especially with the new bracelet. Yep. It's very shiny, kind of in your face. And you have completely on the other side of the spectrum, the Explorer 2, which is kind of that very sporty, robust look. This lines up perfectly in the middle where the dial gives you that nice classic glitz and like pop that you want, but the case is robust enough to where like I could go swimming with that watch and mm-hmm. I could do a bunch of things with that watch and I have no problem. The indices really pop on it too, yes. which is like the, the most killer thing for me against that green dial. Yeah. And it, um, like and they're just so sharp. Like, I try to tell myself, you know, and this is going back to when I was telling you guys the, the, the comparison that was immediately made. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell myself, Ricardo, don't listen to it. It's just noise. You know, you're getting to watch for yourself. But it got to a point where I got so. <laughs> uh, it gets under your skin. So heated. Yeah, and, it gets under your skin. Sure. And, and people would just be like, oh, that's, that's just an explorer too. I'm like, oh. So Rolex has a green dial GMT with a four thirty, a four o'clock date window, and they do it. And then I would hear nothing. I'm mm-hmm. like, so tell me, other than the steel bezel on this watch, please tell me where the where the comparison. That's it. And then and then no one would say anything. And then after a while, I just said, why am I even arguing? Seriously, like, <laughs> like I, I got this watch because it means so much to me, and it, it just. It's that turning point in my collecting, like another turning point. And I was just like, I have to get this. So it's funny because we covered it on our first episode. That was one of the pieces that I chose to talk about because it kind of clicked for me there too. I still want an Explorer too. There's something about it's In reality, it's the only Rolex I actually really want is an Explorer too. But there's something about this piece that... Yes, it checks that box. And then there's another thing, if I'm being honest, where it's like, it's extra cool because it's not a Rolex. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? And it's like for people who are like, hey, that's not an Explorer 2. It's, it's like, you're right. That's the point. Yeah. It's not. It's not supposed <laughs> to be. Yeah. And the other cool thing is to like strengthen our point about how this is kind of in between an Explorer and almost being like a more flashy in your face watch, kind of like a GMT comes off to be, is that... You took it off the bracelet and put it on the strap. Yeah. You can't do that to a Rolex. They just all look bad. Yeah, it's true. You take the bracelet off of a Rolex and put something on there that it doesn't come with, it just doesn't look good. The yeah. the old Explorer 2s, though, you can put on a NATO. Yeah, it'll look good. They're 39. Exactly. Case proportions are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the new works. ones, you, can you can't take a modern Rolex it does not look and good. take them off their bracelet. Mm-hmm. They just don't look good. This, mm-hmm. you can do that. And that's kind of where you have the advantage. You can dress this up if you want to. Can't dress up a modern Rolex. Just no. is what it is. Mm-hmm. And most people I know they they get their Rolexes, they never want to take it off the bracelet. Yeah, that's because yeah. I think subconsciously they know it's gonna look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> um so you have taken a lot of photos of this piece. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've gotten a lot of feedback. Uh, but just following your your page and looking at the work that you do with, with Tom and Todd, you take really awesome 
wash photos, yeah. which is incredibly yeah. difficult to do. Because yes. Yes. I try and I fail. <laughs> How did you, uh, were you always into photography? How did that, I imagine it came very naturally to you as you got into watches, but when did that sort of click? So photography for me started more as a, like, an aw crap moment. Um, and I, the reason I say that is because back in 2019, before I started with uh, Time and Tide, mm -hmm. I was part of this group on YouTube called Watch With Us. Okay. And, you know, our goal was to create this presence on YouTube where you would have different perspectives when it comes to watches. Almost like a one-stop watch channel where okay. you could come and you could see this person in their perspective or you can see this person in their perspective. And when we really hit the ground running, one day um, a good friend of mine who was also part of this, his name is John Keel. Um, he owns a micro brand uh, retail company called Watch Gauge. And he called me up. Mind you, my wife is like, just found out she's pregnant. Okay. Calls me up and says, hey, you want to go to Basel? <laughs> like, mm. let's, 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 let's make that our first kind of introductory thing that we do for the channel. And I said, I got it. I got it. I got to hit you back. Give me, give me one second. Yeah. How did that go over? <laughs> I was going to say that, that, yeah. listen, you propose that to your pregnant wife or like, she's definitely like. But she just found out she was pregnant. Just, so she, she, we, she probably conceived in January. Found out she was pregnant in February. Okay. And then he, in, in that same time frame, he calls me and he asked me that. And I, I remember it clearly. I think I turned to my wife and I gave her, like, I don't know if you guys remember um, Shrek Puss in Boots. Yeah. The, like, the, 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 oh, the, 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 the cat eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Take the hat off me and like. I literally turned, <laughs> I turned to her. I gave her the cat eyes and she. I mean, I think a lot of it was because she was very, very early on in her pregnancy. Yeah. So it, 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 that helped. But she said, knowing how passionate I was about her, actually, pause, shout out, love you, hon. You, I mean, you make all this possible. Shout out to that. Ricardo's wife. Yeah, yes. shout out. Shout out to the wives. Oh, man. <laughs> so she, she, she says, you know, I know how passionate you are about this. Go ahead. That's awesome. And we head over there and... We, you know, we book everything, and I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, what can I contribute to this to kind of make this run? And my mind immediately went to photography and, mm. you know, taking some pictures beforehand, you know, off and on. But at that point in time, I was just like, okay, that's what I can contribute. And I just went down the rabbit hole. Every YouTube video you could think about, anything I could get my hands on before that March date, I grabbed it and I was just like, okay, ISO. Um, what else do I have to worry about? Exposure. Mm -hmm. And I just soaked up everything so that when Basel came, I'm not going to say my pictures were spectacular, but they were to the point where they were decent enough for us to be able to use sure. and, and, and you know, push the watch with us um, forward. And since then, it's kind of, it's just been a progression. I mean, I've been lucky enough to be around a lot of like really great photographers um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with a dude named Waitlisted. On oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, yeah, his pictures are great. Great. Oh, he man. just posted that. Um, what was that watch? He did he all that stuff got. with Zach, too. Was it, it was yeah. like yeah. a, it was a Ming, I think he posted? The Ming with the... The chronograph. The was it, was it the Ming chrono. with the shades? 
with, with, with like the the which one? It was I'm one you just posted recently. Well, I think I it's have... the main chronograph. Is it? Yeah. yeah, it's not the one that that I like. It's not the Auden graph. I think it was a different one. I think it was. Like it was like a orange strap. I like no right now. Yeah, Ming nineteen dot cr. Let me see the picture. It's yeah, that smoke, this. That smoke yeah. sapphire yeah. crystal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When that, I saw that picture and I and we just said like, dude, like, you this can't be real. Like <laughs> this, this is a computer render. Like there's no way this is real. No, this looks. I shared that on. This yeah, looks yeah. So, so amazing. Good. And you know, there was his help. Um, another dude named Ty Alexander Photography. He helped me out. You know, watch for him. Really, when there are people out there that will really help you when you want to do something. For sure. Yeah. And I picked up so many things from them and so many tips. And I've just like slowly been progressing and progressing to a point now where I feel comfortable enough to use the camera and have an idea in my head and know, okay. How can I execute that with the camera? And mm-hmm. that's kind of kind of the progression. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of of the photography that you do. Um, and then also there's your your writing with Time and Tide. And I like your article. <laughs> I really enjoy it. We were talking about that before the camera started rolling, but you were kind of hinting at what might be your next acquisition. Yes, yes. And uh so if I guess if I, if I can, I'll bring us forward to the, the Omega novelties. Okay. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Get your opinion on some of what's been discussed. But you were you were caught up in the middle of, you had your eyes set on a uh, Breitling uh, Chronomat, mm-hmm. right? Which is an awesome watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Blue Dial. Yes. And then Omega comes and throws this curveball. Yeah, man. And Drop just re- heat. Drop dr- heat. so much heat. Oh, yes. man. Just like. Yeah, dude, like <sighs> <laughs> it made it hard for a lot of people. Oh man, I mean, you guys said it best. Um, I think last episode, in terms of what they do, is just amazing. So when when that watch came out, and I'm I'm looking at price points, mm-hmm. and I see that the, the the how close those two watches are in price. And I, you know, I have to, I'm writing the introduction on the Speedmaster. So I'm looking into all the details yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like, dang, this is good. This mm. is real good. Mm. And, and I'm like, okay, this is probably like you know, maybe 12 or something, 8,600. And I was just like, man, like, you just, <laughs> you messed up my whole plans. Like the chronomat was in my mind. I was like, I'm getting that watch no matter what. And they dropped the Speedmaster 57. And it's and just, all the colors are great. Oh. If we're being honest, like, there's that one that's like a crimson. Yeah. That's my favorite one. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that's the one I got to have. Like, I like the blue, but I appreciate the crimson. Because I don't know if you guys are familiar with, like, the old Michael Schumacher Speedmaster. Oh, yeah. yeah. We talked about we that. We talked about that on one of the episodes. They have, like, the this kind of... Uh, heavy white dial mm-hmm. and that same type of texture as you see in the red and when you see the red close up it's almost like a it's a matte red yeah but it looks so good yeah so good and you're sitting there and then you're, you're comparing aesthetics and you're comparing you know what's inside the watch and man they just have the ability to smoke I was everyone. <laughs> yeah yeah like, smoke them yeah like it's 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 to the point where I think people don't even, sadly, people don't really even acknowledge just how good they are. 
at what they do. So Some people good. are just so quick to jump on the whole, oh, they make too many special editions. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they, they do this. They, and then I'm like, dude, like technically speaking, they make some of the best watches at those price points right now. Heck yes. yeah. Yes, 100%. So it, it when when they come and they start to rumble in that sub 10K chronograph zone, like... They're smoking everybody. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, dude, it, not even close. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's what, I mean, that's my number one brand, man. I just think just in terms of like... Not just a their history, their contribution to to timekeeping, but when you get down to technology and then you go to aesthetics. Yep. I mean, Omega's like they just make real like it feels like luxury. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that they do, even like we were talking about the. Uh, I made a joke, and I was maybe joking, but not but really joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like. You know, selling my green OP and like maybe getting three of the. Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, the like, Aquaterras are amazing. They, yeah, they they did a really really good job with the um, with the releases and especially like the Speedmasters, and you know when we have been covering the Speedies, just how passionate I know these two guys are about them. Like it excites them, and that's the thank you, yeah. like. Thank you for kind of being loyal to the brand because now we give you what four, you want. five. We give we you give what you, you want. You didn't even know you four, want. Four or five more references for you to collect from the past. Like it felt like Christmas. Exactly, yep. exactly. So for all those guys that have been collecting these Speedmasters for all these years, they can still continue to collect them. You know, in between, yeah. like you said. The white noise, yeah. everyone's sitting there and saying, oh, this is this and this is that and you need this and you need that. But it's like, no, no, no. Hit hit the pause. What do you like? What do you enjoy? I'll say something else, too. I was in, me and my wife went to Miami. Shout out to Perry's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. She, you know, she watches just for that part now. Yeah. She um, we went to, we met up with some family out there and we were in the Miami Design District and we walked into uh, the Omega Boutique out there. Mm. Uh, one of the best experiences I've ever had. I didn't buy anything, uh, but the staff there and the manager that they had run in that spot was incredible. One of the best experiences I've had walking into awesome. a watch store. That's like awesome. I couldn't give them enough praise. Yeah. It was amazing. And, you know, make a great point because you think about these two, and I, I feel like people forget when a release comes out who the watches are actually for. Mm -hmm. So when those colored Aquaterras came out, then you immediately saw the memes where it's just, oh, it's this, it's this, it's this. Like I had to ask myself, okay, so what are you guys saying? If someone is an Omega fan, they can't get these colors. That's 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 basically that's what, they're what, saying. That's what you're saying. So you see the the Seamaster 300 mm -hmm. in green. Oh my gosh, it's like the whole. <laughs> so what you're saying is if someone is an Omega fan, they can't get a green watch. And when you put it in those terms, I think people start to stop and think. Like you're, they're so quick to forget that, yes, you may love that brand, but there are a million other people who love yeah. this brand. Yes. So you shouldn't be thinking in terms of, oh, they can't have this. It's Omega's aesthetic. It's their design. Yeah. And they're putting a color on it. 
Please explain to me what is so wrong. What's the problem? What's, what's, what's wrong, wrong the, with that? Exactly. What is the problem? What is wrong with that? And, and uh, you know what else that goes into? A lot of people have never actually held both watches in their hands. Exactly. Yep. Yes. And we said that in the show too. It's like I felt like a lot of these people, if you're judging the Aquaterra that you've never seen one in person. Yes. Because it's an awesome watch. I remember I went to the Dave Chappelle show at the, uh, he did a, a show at Madison Square Garden. And I ran into some dude online at the concession stand, mm. and he was wearing one. And I was like, man, man that, looks that nice. thing is great. He was like, this? I was like, yeah. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a beautiful timepiece. 100%. You know? 100%. Um, so in, in terms of the noise um, and what you write with, with Time and Tide and how that comes together with social media, what do you feel right now about the state of like the watch industry? Like those two worlds coming together, like, you know, you have like people who are genuine collectors, like that are into it. And like, we're big on not watch shaming. Like I might not like something, but I'm not going to speak down on something that you like. Like I might like something that you think is like, whatever. Um, But social media has like opened the floodgates where now everyone thinks they're an expert Mm -hmm. on top of everyone having an opinion Mm -hmm. and they need to sort of. <laughs> yeah, to everybody. Well, that's be well. The funny thing is, that's because social media lets you do it. Listen, let's be honest. If I don't like the watch you're wearing on your wrist, I probably won't tell you to your face. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 Which, which is true. Yes. But it it it'll Bad come. Boy. Yeah. People <laughs> yeah, no, be like, that watch sucks. <laughs> The sad thing is it'll come out in another way. Exactly. Yes. And, and that and you feel that kind of undercurrent, that kind of snobby kind of undertone when people are are, are talking to you. Um, it, it's in terms of like the state of how things are. I love social media right now for watches because it's allowed me to meet so many interesting people. A la you guys. Same. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. Thank you. So that's great. But there's always this other downside. It's a to double-edged it. sword. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's so many benefits, but on the other hand, there's so many downsides because what social media has allowed to happen is now you feel like you you're in an echo chamber. Yeah, where where popularity of a brand almost silences anything else that you you could hear. Mm-hmm. So so you hear a lot of the same things. This watch, this watch, this watch. You see it almost all the time. This watch, this watch, this watch. Where if I was first coming into this, I, I can't lie. Seeing all that, I would think, oh my gosh, like I, I need to get this watch. Like yeah. it seems like that's mm-hmm. that's the hotness. That's what's what's that's what's <laughs> hot in these streets right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I got to jump on this. Yes. I was, and, I, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, I wanted to kind of piggyback on what you're saying. The funniest thing, and you know, for when I do talk to guys about watches, nine times out of ten, if someone's watch shaming you, they're really not your friend. No, well, hey, you yeah. know what I mean? Hey, be- or if it's me, I'm only doing it because I want what's best for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm I'm the exception. He, sure. Ben is the exception because he definitely gives very great suggestions and watch straps. <laughs> And if you're looking for a watch, he will find it for you. Yep. Um, but I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, you know, like you're saying, like, this double-edged sword of, like, social media, 
It gives everyone a voice and not every voice needs to be heard. The only thing is that with social media, everything is heard. Yeah. Nothing yeah. like nothing slips through the cracks. You know, my opinion versus your opinion versus anybody else's opinion is all in a melting pot. And then we all decide on who's yep. right, wrong, yep. and everything else. And the else. thing with that is a, a is an opinion. There's not a right or wrong, really, mm-hmm. unless it's just a terrible take. But that's a different story. And also... <laughs> And also, I it's kill like, you. <laughs> also, it's like, it's like be, because everyone's saying everything. It's like, what? Like, what? You don't know what is what. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because it, it's not. It's. I'd love to say it was just opinions, but like there are things that people are saying as fact. That's wrong. Like, or that's just wrong. And you had a post the other day that I saw that I loved. <laughs> I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Where. And I thought I, I thought it needed to be said, but also you did it in like a very tasteful. kind and tasteful way. Yes. And it was like, hey, listen, you're excited. You're new here. I get it. Pump the brakes. Educate yourself. Yes. Yeah. Like, and I, you know what it is? Because a friend of mine had just um, sent me a message hmm. and he had gone in a back and forth with somebody because they basically said AP created um, the green Rush oh, in terms please. of in terms of why so many watches are are, are green, mm. and my friend was politely educating them on in terms of no that omega green actually comes from here. Mm-hmm. This is the and instead of taking it as an educational moment, like oh my bad, like I thought that this was the case, that person just went back and forth, back and forth, and it, and and that's what spurred me to post that. It's just like I understand the excitement that you have when you first get in. But just be mindful that there's a lot of stuff being said that you can't just take mm-hmm. for fact. Like, take the time out, do some research. You see somebody say, oh, da 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 da. Like, oh, oh, is that really the case? What takes you maybe two, three minutes? Google it. Seriously. Fact check. Fact yeah. check. Yeah. And then you're, you're straight and you know exactly, oh, they're wrong. Oh, actually, they're right. But I was at that point in time, and mind you, it's something that didn't even happen to me. But just because he told me, I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know I'm what gonna, my gears. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm gonna post this just to, to kind of end. I got that same vibe from a lot of everyone. Like a lot of people just messaged me, like, man, like, dude, you don't understand. Like, this is this is the, the environment that we're in. We're just it, it's a mixture of excitement and it's also a mixture of of snobbery. It's almost like it's coming down from a snob tree. Sure. Where you have one person at the top who's yelling, this is the end-all, be-all. And then you have other people simply because, you know, once you talk, the way the algorithms work, Mm -hmm. once you talk about a specific brand, it kind of floods what you see. And now it just trickles down to everyone else thinking, oh, he's saying it? Oh, it must be the truth. Oh yeah, yeah, and and then now you're 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 dealing with people who just got into watches, mm-hmm. who are just like, oh yeah, this is the truth. Yeah, and you're trying to find a very polite and kind way to say, no, it's actually not the truth. Yeah, like this is actually what the case is. Do some research, you'll find out that this is what it is. This is where this came from. You know, that's why I love the watch community as much as I do, and I'm I'm still new here. Uh, but the main reason is you come across. Like first, like, yeah, there's all this excitement, but then you run across people that have information to share. Yes. Right. And when you when you come across people who like really have this passion like you do, 
they're not the snobs. Yes. It's just like, yo, let's just share information. What do you like? This is what I like. You share stories, you share pieces, and it turns into something that's more enjoyable for everybody, where it's literally bringing people together. And that's kind of like what the podcast has done for us. You know what I'm saying? Um, you had something you wanted to, to add? No, well, well, it's funny that you, like, and, and I always bring it up, we are always in sync, and it's so weird, because I'm thinking the same thing you're thinking, yeah. and listening to you is like, you know, I think life is so relative, and when you talk about, like, community, in mm-hmm. our community, or at least in our circles, or the people that are facing us, whose opinion actually really matters... Those kind of conversations of watch shaming, snobbing, and all these kind of things, it doesn't exist. No. So it's weird because it's almost like I want to find who these people are because when I talk to people, they actually are excited about watches just as much as I am. Mm -hmm. So where are these guys? I mean, they are in different environments. We know of that. But it's like in the wild? Yeah. I'm (laughs) going to tell you my experience. The loudest people tend to be individuals who have never actually owned the brand. Sure. Mm. And, and, and it, it, it Isn't till, that funny? This day, till this <laughs> day, it, it, it drives me nuts because I, you, I remember there was a point in time where, you know, you hear so many things. I had this thought and opinion about people who own Rolex. Mm-hmm. And then I got to know a lot of people who own Rolex. I'm like, well, like, you know, I go outside, people, they're acting like, they're not acting like you. Yeah. <laughs> and it, they're some of the nicest people. Oh, they yeah. love their pieces. They'll never sit there and say, oh, my piece is better than yours. They're, they're amazing people. Mm-hmm. But I found the people who are the loudest are the ones who actually never own the brand. They're aspiring to it, but they never own the brand. And they're so loud about it. And they're like, oh, no, this is this, this is that. And I'm just like. This is so weird. Like you, it is, and it's funny you say that because I feel like, especially with like Rolex collectors, what I typically find is the guys who've been doing it the longest are the, are the nicest guys. Yeah, right. They're so close to the history. There's a whole there's 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 a whole reason why they like it outside of like what's happening right now. That's yes. because back then when they first started buying Rolex, no one cared. You had to want it. You did. It. You did. Yeah. And then there were you had these figures that would pop up that kind of made them love it, which mm-hmm. kind of brings us to to this next piece, like. They're talking about like a Jacques Cousteau wearing a Submariner, and you have here, you have, and Ram, Ram, Ram would like this. Yeah, Ram, would. yeah, Ram would like that. <laughs> Ram, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, Ram does own he a uh, six hundred. Of course, he does. Yeah, so, I mean, he's on everything. <laughs> he owns so everything. A, a, he's a he's a supporter of uh, of the podcast, but he's also a friend of the podcast. This is someone who's actually become pretty near and dear to us, and he he has. Nine doxes. Yeah. Oh, man. Every, listen, <laughs> every single day he like DMs or By you text. By the time he listens to this episode, he'll probably have 10. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like literally, like literally, like he, he, he'll text or he'll, or he'll like DM and he'll be like, Rashawn, what you wearing today? And yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. send him a wrist shot. And he's like, trying to chew. Boom. And like <laughs> another doxa. And I'm like, man. He wears other stuff though. He has a yeah. super ocean. He, he has sent a super me ocean. a picture of once. And right now he's he's hot on G-Shocks. He's hot on because G-Shocks. Because of the podcast. Because of yeah, the podcast. He got the 2100. Yeah. The, one yeah, that, yeah. the one that Perry got me as a gift. He literally picked up like three G-Shocks in like a month. 
a month. I mean, it's easy to do that. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like G-Shocks are probably the most addictive type of watches. They really are. You want to own them yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. You want to have like a swatch. Yeah. It's yeah. like a swatch. Well, you were talking about one on your radar. I don't know if you want to share it, no, but no, like, I don't want to put that out there. You're just, yeah. like, just, yeah. just going to see it. Yeah, like, it was funny because I was, so we were, we were somewhere and I was like looking over Ben's shoulder. And he was like, and, what's that? Like, so that's a swatch. The crazy I was like, nah, thing is, nah, like, don't worry about that. So, so, <laughs> so Ben. So the way Ben works is like he's very meticulous. You don't you don't know what he's thinking until he speaks, and then when he says it, you're like, oh, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> <laughs> and then I finally caught him. I was like, ah, I got you. <laughs> he called, he literally called me sitting in the corner, looking on my phone, like staring at it, like real quiet. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks up to me and looks straight down. He goes, what you doing? Yeah, oh, exactly. my God. I had no choice but to expose myself. Oh, yes. man. So he knows what's coming, but y'all Oh, I got to find out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll this, find out. It was I good. Wear. Okay. I finally got a leg up on Ben. <laughs> not, not a leg up. We just finally got on the same yes. wavelength. As well. Okay. Um, you have a, a, a sub 600T. Yeah. Which uh, I love. I know Rashawn loves this watch as well. That's, that's the TNT special. Time and time mm -hmm. edition. Yeah. Yeah. What number do you have? Um, oh, man. I did not look at numbers when I got this watch. I number just, one. I, that that wouldn't be that. <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's... Oh, it says it here. 195 out of 200. 195, yeah. Like, I, I, the second I got that watch, I just immediately put it on my wrist. Um, it's titanium. It's mm -hmm. nice and light. It's awesome. Um, it... The no date version, so I love that. It's it's like it's like your pure diver, mm -hmm. um, beautiful blue colorway. I think the guys did like a really great job on this one. Um, so you know, you know, you're part of a company and part of a group, and you're just like, you know what, I'm I'm, I'm a rep, yeah, I'm a rep, and I I got that, and that for me is just it's just a fun watch. It's just a really fun watch. Like that's. That's the watch where if I'm like down on a beach somewhere, exactly, I, I'm just gonna toss that on. And... I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> as you as you said it, yes, that's where my mind is going. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta so, take that and the gold docks. I never was like, why is this guy keep talking about Key West? I've been there once, and I had the time of my life, <laughs> and I've wanted to go back since. And for some reason, docks just remind me of Key West. I don't know what it is. Do you know what I love about this piece too? How satisfying it is. To the click is nice. Yeah. It's so good. Titanium it's, ball bearings. Yeah. That's the this right thing. here, like, I mean, for me, this would be my fidget spinner. If I'm bent out of shape, I'm going to yeah, take yeah, this yeah. off and I'm just going to I feel like that's most dive yeah. watches for people nowadays. Yeah. So, and then, it, yeah, He's right? Play with them. Yeah. Um, this is beautiful. But going back to, you know, sort of segueing from what we were talking about before, and passion for watches. Doxa is one of those brands where you, I feel like you really have to love watches to own a Doxa. Yes. Like a Doxa is not a, a, a watch that you get to flex. It's not a hot piece. It is definitely a conversation piece when you're in certain circles, but like you love a Doxa if you have, if you own one, you know what I'm saying? I mean, our friend has nine of them. Yeah. <laughs> and his and his buddy has about 20 of them. Yeah. So it's interesting to like to to share these stories about what we're seeing on social media because what I'm coming across is you know people are they're new to it but the passion and the love is what's missing which is why I think the snobbery comes out 
And if people could only find stuff that they actually like are passionate about, but it takes a while to happen, yeah. you know, especially for new people. It's like you get in, you get on social media, it's like Rolex. Yes. Okay. I guess that's what I have to have. But a Rolex starts at 53, 5,400 bucks. If you can get one. If, if you, you can, can get, get, get one. one. So it's a while before OP. you have something on your wrist. Well, of course, you, the funny thing is that it costs you more than the ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like if you look at, you know, base, you know, Rolex model, like, yeah, it says, Fifty six hundred doesn't cost you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. But that's a different conversation. Sure. Um, the 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 coolest thing about you know, like you said, finding your passion and finding your love. I think where it gets skewed is the fact that everybody believes that if they buy a watch, it has to appreciate. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do I make money? Yep. Whether you want to sell the watch or not, it it is a bigger flex to be like, oh, I brought this and it's an asset. Oh, I brought this and now look how much it's worth. And, you know, if you kind of go about watches that way, I think... You'll never be happy. You'll never be happy. If you're buying watches, you'll never be happy. Mm -hmm. But if you're collecting watches, that's a different conversation. That is a different conversation. 100%. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's, it's scary how heavily focused we've gotten when it comes to investment pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I always laugh and I always you know, share this with anyone who starts talking about that. I was like, you do realize the overwhelming majority of watches you can purchase will lose their value mm-hmm. the second you buy them. Yep. It's the ironic. overwhelming majority, 99% and some more 99999s. But because certain watches get so much limelight and so much attention that, like you said, it skews people to think that, Mm -hmm. oh, you know what? That's what I have to think about first. Mm -hmm. No. First thing you should think about is buying wisely, which anybody can do. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what? You know what? You buying wisely, finding what you like so that you're not constantly losing money selling pieces. You know, these are the things you should think about um, experiencing watches through friends. You know, you, you have collector groups, you see watches, you get to try them out, put them on the wrist. These are the things you should be focusing on and not on investment. Because mm-hmm. if you focus on investment, it takes money to make money. Yeah. The people who are making money on these pieces have a ton of money already. Yes. yes. <laughs> and that's why I said the stickers could say one thing. But there's something else different there. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's a very large investment to make serious money on a watch. Exactly. Yeah. So if, you're, if you are selling, flipping watches or doing whatever you're doing, sure, you look good on the camera when you flex, you know, your Daytona and everything else. But like, you know. Yeah. A real collector is not going to care. A real collector is yeah. not going to care. 